Welcome back to show 99 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I am joined with Sarah from Tidy Tots and we're going to talk about the origin story of Tidy Tots really and what the Tidy Tot diaper is. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. My name is Bailey. I am the host of the podcast and a longtime cloth diaper educator, advocate, and content creator. I started out as a blogger some six years ago, and for the past four years, I've been hosting this space, which is the Cloth Diaper Podcast, where we share stories from cloth diaper brands, retailers, and parents around the world. Today's episode is with Tidy Tots diapers. I first learned about Tidy Tots through Jennifer at All About Cloth Diapers, and this has probably been a long time coming. This is a cloth diaper brand that I saw and never really acknowledged. And now that I have the product in hand, I have like all of the regrets about not loving and appreciating this diaper more. I have a girlfriend who is expecting a little one here this May, and I've actually tossed the Tidy Tots diaper into my demo kit for her because I really think it is an exceptional introductory product and something that her family and her partner would really embrace. I, there's a lot of conversation about the Tidy Tots diaper as maybe being not the best fit, but I think that comes from the perspective of using a certain type of diaper for so long. If you're new to cloth diapering, this is a fantastic choice to consider adding to your stash. But I shouldn't spoil all of the secrets. And I'll let Sarah share her story and her experience coming up next. Today's episode of the Cloth Diaper Podcast is brought to you by Humbird Wool. You might know Humbird for their wool diapering, for their amazing flats, and for their incredible supernova fitted diapers. But Humbird is slowly moving away from diapers and into the world of fashion. Humbird Wool is a slow fashion business making quality handmade clothing and accessories with sustainable fabrics sourced in the European Union. Experience fashion and comfort with handmade clothing, diapers, and wool products. Visit www.humbirdwool.com to shop a selection of custom Murano jersey clothing with dozens of patterns and items that can be customized for your body, your style, and your size. Humbird looks to balance sustainable fashion with comfort and style. We have learned the Humbird story on the podcast, show 14. It's one of our early episodes with Dawn, and it's been so incredible to reach out and connect with Dawn about some of the changes that she's making at Humbird and some of the direction that she's going. For even more information, you can join Dawn and I on April 6, 2022 over on Instagram Live. We're going to go live and talk about sustainable fashion, talk about our Earth Day sale and everything else that's going on with the Humbird business. If you're curious about wool for both yourself and your baby, this will be the great time to do it. Dawn's Earth Day sale will also be dropping early in the month of April, and I will have all the details on that. So be sure to follow us, Cloth Hyper Podcast, on your favorite social media platform, but especially over on Instagram. And Tidy Tots is a Cloth Hyper brand that has a little bit of an unusual story because you guys are not parents. Well, your mom was a parent, but you don't have kids. A lot of people come into this industry because they have a baby and then they find out there's a gap or they want their art on a diaper or there's some sort of niche there. But you guys got into this industry a little bit differently. Tell me about how that happened, why your mom decided to transition into 
away from software. I was reading an article this morning and she was in software into diapers. Yeah. Uh, and you're located in the US, right? Uh, uh, yes. East? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we're um, we're currently in Albany, New York, upstate New York, if uh, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we actually started uh, originally. We were a going to be a um, so sorry. We were going to be a a green tech website where we were starting a company where we would uh, do articles um, discussing and weighing uh, how green something actually was. Oh, okay. So, um, like. I don't know. For instance, is it actually greener to send uh, a mail or an email? How much energy costs would go into, say, sending an email compared to the energy costs of having sending a piece of paper mm -hmm. and uh, uh, kind of the lifetime um, usage and how that would actually impact as far as environmental. So you guys are kind of interested in life cycle analysis from the get go? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we were looking, we were doing our due diligence, and we were actually looking for something that we could really have a big impact right out of the gate that people would care about. And uh, we stumbled upon the cloth diaper versus disposable diaper. I don't even know if you want to call it a debate, but at the time there were conflicting articles about what was greener and how how things actually worked out. And it was uh, the science that was being put out at the time was pretty deceptive. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm not trying to like you know uh, score political points or anything. But it it was it was pretty clear how people were looking at it would would affect how it came out at the very end of what was better. So thought we would start by by doing an article on this and then promoting a cloth diaper. Mm -hmm. So we got all these cloth diapers together, we sent them out to people, we had them, you know, give us feedback on how they were using them and what they felt. Ultimate conclusion, which it was that uh, cloth diapers weren't up to, uh, weren't quite there as far as actual use for a lot of families. Now, that's not the best thing, like, so there were a few things that were happening, uh, especially then with cloth diapers, where we found that people that started cloth diapering, the, the use started dropping off at about three months. And by that time, only around a third of the people that started cloth diapering were actually still cloth diapering. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, still the backstory. Sarah had told me that you guys were doing some big focus groups and really trying to get to know the customer yeah. here to get this data that... It had really, I mean, and life cycle analysis reports that come out of the UK right now have really kind of suggested it is a little bit iffy as well. Like you're not really the first one to kind of draw this conclusion. So to find a way to solve this problem, right? Yeah. And so you said, well, you know, the, the, the actual, it really, the way we looked at it is uh, clock papers were kind of a no brainer. If you, if you were in that mindset, um, I know a lot of people use cloth diapers for a lot of different reasons, um, from cost to the, how sensitive their baby skin is to, uh, the environment and, you know, but we said, well, this should kind of be a no brainer for parents. I mean, if we, for instance, if we turned around and everybody, everybody decided that they 
hated washing dishes and they're just going to use, you know, uh, plastic plates from now on, you know, it, the, the impact would probably be clear and we'd probably be having this same discussion around this compared to that. Is At least that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, but so we said, well, okay, so we we started looking at why why the why parents that really wanted a cloth diaper weren't or didn't follow through through their baby through while their baby is being diapered and we found we found some of the really big things were that when diaper rashes did happen because you know uh, cloth diapers normally you have a lot less diaper rash and there's a variety of reasons why you know they 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 really weren't able to use like creams and stuff like that with their baby because even if they had liners the liners were moving on them and then it would get on the diaper and then that would void the diaper warranty and then they were they had to buy new diapers other thing was leaks were pretty fairly common uh, especially when we started especially uh, around the legs and up the waist and then the third thing really was and I'm just going to give you a little visual here of when I was doing research uh, I ran across a YouTube video of uh, a very nice gentleman explaining how easy it was to use a diaper sprayer as he was spraying out the inside of a diaper and it was about a two and a half to three minute video of just him trying to spray out one diaper telling me how easy it was to do and i was like you know that that's the other that was the other flip of the point like you identified some like big hiccups here like parents would experience a rash and then they would need to treat the rash and they kind of like would abandon it right and then some complications and things that were that should be intuitively simple. Like right. spraying out a diaper should be a three-minute YouTube video, which we will do that in 30 seconds. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we took we took a little bit of a different approach and uh, we came up with a we decided we decided to start uh, start looking at whether or not we could actually produce a diaper with a different because you know you're the way you introduced me even was this is a little bit of a different somebody else just coming in. There's plenty of people who have made diapers for their kids and decided they're going to they're just going to do this. We decided to relook at how diapers were constructed, how they functioned and how it's used over time with babies. And we worked with well over 100 families. That's well over 100. So and in many ways, you can look at our diaper as kind of a cloth mom wish list of how their diapers would would want what they expected them wanted them to work mm -hmm. like even you know we have a smart rise and a lot of people are very skeptical that that a diaper without snap rises can fit their baby oh yeah um, i'm so skeptical which is why i'm really glad that i was able to order your product here because i i mean i haven't actually looked at it i know i showed you that i got the package but i haven't opened it yet yeah, moving away from rise settings, skeptical me out. What I really love, like, so guys listening is that Sarah and I had a, we had a call a couple of weeks ago. So I know a little more of this story when she was chatting with me. Um, it's so incredible to hear of a brand going through, like, the research and development phase. Because something that I've been chatting with other brand owners in this space, especially established, is there's a lack of research and development happening in our industry. And it's really creating a wide array of products that sometimes... Yes, it worked for you and your baby, but it's not really 
helping us move forward in the industry. And so hearing about that research and development is such a, a critical part. Like, it's not like you were a business owner who just started a brand because you wanted to start a brand. You, you went through the process and the motions to make sure that this product that you've launched is going to meet a lot of needs that parents were complaining about. Cause obviously we are, there's a couple of problems going on. Um, but this is a smart rise product. I think this is a great transition. You should tell me or try to describe it visually and not visually, audioly, the tiny tots diaper is unique because you've done those case studies and you've come up with this product that addresses a lot of the concerns, which uh, you guys will do, there'll be like a video content and some pictures because I think this is a little bit tactile, but what, what went into the Tidy Tots diaper that makes it unique? What is this? So, oh, what you have in your hands right now, that's a swim liner. Oh, um, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, because of our Smart Rise, and I should also add the half the reason why we did the Smart Rise is another big complaint. Uh, was uh, parents had two kids in cloth diapers and they had trouble. They had serious pain transitioning the diapers between their kids because they were different sizes. And so they really wanted uh, a diaper that they could put their little one and their big one without having to fiddle it or accidentally grab the wrong one. So what you just pulled out in your hands, oh, that's our, that's our newborn. The other one, that's a trial set. Okay. And that's all put together for you. Okay, so looking at the smart rise, we should start here. So a smart rise is there's no rise settings here on this diaper, but it's a one size diaper. So it's gonna fit from birth to potty. And I would describe the smart rise almost as a gusset, a double leg gusset, but instead of there being an elastic, so we most brands are releasing exterior gussets on the leg guys you have one elastic and then you have an internal elastic and it gives you that kind of that girth but this doesn't have it's just one elastic and then like a panel and then the shell of the diaper correct so it's like it's a it's a gusset that's correct so our gusset actually helps control the rise of the diaper we have we so when you talk about research and development we spent six months on just the elastic that's in that leg gusset and when yeah. you were first telling me this, I was really confused. Now that I see it in person, I can see that when the diaper is small and it's going to be on a small baby, this elastic is, is very short, like maybe two inches, maybe. And then as the child grows and you need to stretch it out, right, that right. gusset becomes smaller and the leg opens up to allow for the child to fit. Right. Correct. And as and it's attached, it, guys. it's attached high on the diaper so that it actually will pick the diaper when it's when it's put on. It actually picks up the bottom of the diaper a bit. So yeah, and like holds it a little bit. We'll hold it yeah. closer. Because when parents don't use their rise settings, which honestly, Sarah, I, I am seeing this. It's rampant. People do not like to use the rise settings and then they get poor experiences and then we're back at square one. Right. Cloth diapering sucks because they're not using the rise setting to change the width of the length of the diaper so that it's close enough to the body so that it's trimmed so that it doesn't leak so that all these little robots. But here, you don't have to worry about it because this elastic is one, it's taut enough that it's going to hold up against the body oh, and it's going to lift it. But it's also yeah. not, it I, said taut. I said taut because it's not tight. No, and so it's it's an so inch and fast. a half. It's an inch and a half of protection. I, floating around, there's a there's a mildly infinite infinite 
infamous video of me pouring a cup and a half of water into the into the cover with no water, with no absorbency. And pouring it out and then ripping the diaper open. And people are like, why is she doing that? What's going on? I'm like, uh. I guess okay. that one, but um, I know describing this gusset to people, <laughs> and you guys are not seeing me using this product doesn't make a lot of sense. But we'll get a video out there. It really, uh, I can see why I, we can see why I was a skeptic. But now this is something about like products in hand. Is it's a totally? You're like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. It does. It really makes a lot of sense, Sarah. So it, that's not the only thing about the tidy tots diaper though that makes the tidy tots diaper unique, right? They're uh, there's more there, to it. There's a lot more. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try not to talk your ear off, but you know, don't, don't hit me. That's right. what we're here. We're a podcast. So, so one of the other really big things is uh, how we actually, now our diaper is designed to come up around and over the hips and down so that the back of the diaper is higher than the front of the diaper. And so it creates it creates a really good fit around the tummy, and it's a more nat it's a more natural fit than straight across. So kind of um, like a low bikini bottom rise, but also yeah. like a high back. Maybe yeah. for people who are listening, it sounds like kind of a blend between best bottoms. Best bottoms is a quite low fitting upper, but doesn't really go high in the back. So instead, we're gonna have that higher back is what you're kind of alluding to yeah and if you i don't know if uh anybody if any of this is uh a video or if it's all audio but it's all audio girl oh okay so i'm gonna have to get really descriptive so the so what this really does besides create a great fit for uh stopping leaks is it picks up the back of the diaper versus there's a we have a, a, a flap in the front now. We created this diaper, and I'm not even going to begin to admit how long ago we did this, um, but uh, it's actually patented that our, the flaps are um, actually sealed in their pocket. And so the way that the diaper sits on uh, on people's babies is the, the tops of the diapers kind of open up a little bit, and then it opens up the flap. And it's uh, it can't leak. And the other great thing is that it it traps blowout. So if you ever have a blowout, or if you've ever experienced it, you know what what it actually does is it opens up the flap so that the flap actually stops that from happening. Yeah, because we're gonna tuck in because this insert is tucked in underneath this underneath the flaps, which also allows you to really have that extra layer of protection with the yeah. front and back panels. Okay, so we've seen a lot of innovation into this product. We've got the one size smart rise. Is that what you called it? The smart rise. Uh-huh. Smart we've got rise. the panels. We've got the general fit of this diaper. And now we have these snap-in inserts that snap into the front and the back. But not like how the normal inserts, guys. Normal, I say normal. In the industry, the, a lot of this a general standard would be one snap, front and back, and they snap in front and back just into the diaper but we're talking about a double snap or snap in design and so we so i'm gonna i'm gonna admit another thing that was crazy that we did when we were starting this which was uh we were working on the design of setting up the uh flushies liners so our liners that you know they are biodegradable if you're in some place that is acceptable you can flush them but uh we spent 
I remember, so when I talk about we, we worked with like a hundred families, I'm talking about, we sewed together different liners so that they would be big enough so that we could actually set this up and test different uh, attachment systems. You know, we're talking 10, 15 liners a piece times a hundred, uh, sewing, cutting, and, and ironing it. So back. much development, hey? I mean, and you, and you ended up on a four snap system. Is that just because it like secures snap. into place better? Just with yeah. a better user experience? What, it's, uh, what? So we found that it keeps everything flat in the diaper. Yes. It, it floats above the top of the diaper a little bit. So there's a little bit of clearance. And then the other big thing about it is that our flushies wrap around. And we have little uh, on our no on our diapers. There, we have little Velcro in the center that you can, uh, if you just tap it, it'll stay. Allow you to snap it in on all four corners. And now what you do is you have a liner that is secured in six places. It's not going anywhere. They're never going to move on. No, it doesn't matter uh, what. It doesn't matter if you're in the middle of a tornado. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a baby. It sounds like it could be. You know, and uh, the wicked witch is it, coming flying down your window. You're still going to be okay. And like, so you'll have the mess on the insert. You'll be able to take the insert off. And then there'll be a little bit of poop, though, on the shell. Would there not be uh, sometimes? It depends on, you know, uh, of course, it depends on how solid and what else is. But this is just like, it's a PUL shell. So it it will slide out pretty easily, hey? Very easily. And it's not, um, it's not caked on to uh, your absorbency. Um, Yeah, which holds on to the smell, which then deters parents when the wash goes bad. Right. And then you don't need to soak our diapers because of the liner usually normally you don't have to soak them they don't need to be sprayed uh because that you know uh we did we did our best to create something that would make cloth diapering easy easy to pick up and easy to continue to use okay and so one thing that i pulled out of the diaper i've been like admiring since you've been sharing about everything else, the liner, is this insert. Uh, this is beautiful. This is incredible. What What is what is your insert? So we've got this flap. It's made with what, a hemp blend? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's the heaviest weight uh, hemp you can possibly buy, or at least I can possibly buy. Um, <laughs> and so it's very, it's very thick and plush. And not to yeah. say that it's not, tr- it's still trim. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not overly thick guys, but it's, it's beautiful. Like the quality, it feels there. Has this been pre-washed? Is this going to wash up on me and shrink? It has been washed over eight hours and dried. And then each each yard is, test, is spot tested to make sure that it's absorbing straight out of the box. And uh, guys, if you're listening, you don't know this. Normally, you'd have to do that yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we do that for you because, uh, you know, it was a big thing, too. We looked into what the best material would be to make a diaper out of. We figured out that hemp has so many amazing qualities. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's anti microbial naturally it naturally uh resists odors and bacteria uh That's so amazing it's absorbent it holds on uh, little pocket that i can put this little other booster in and it comes out and the booster extra absorbency comes out in the wash so you don't need to unstuff 
Okay, we are going to have to just do a full-on YouTube video to describe this to my listeners. Well, I'll do one on Instagram today. This is this is beautiful. I can see how much like design and passion and research and development. I, as, as somebody, like if you're really familiar with cloth diapers, you probably, looking at the tidy tot system is probably like looking at the assembly baby system or the G diaper system. And you go like, WTF are they doing? It's so out of the box. It's something different. But something different is what kind of can move us forward, really, and accomplish a lot of that. I think, like, we've been chatting about your system here for a while, and we can, I can do a YouTube video and get people, like, to see it. But what this manufacturer, you're manufacturing local, and I really wanted to share a little bit of that, because that's been an important part for your journey as well, right? Um, And how your mom set up the business and what that looks like. So what does manufacturing local look like to you? Who are you hiring? Who do you want to hire? And how does that kind of people should know about Tidy Tots? So uh, Tidy Tots has a has a mission. And uh, actually, we have about two, two major missions. And one is making, making, well, actually, our over our real mission is to make the world a better place. We believe that cloth diapers are a great way. You know, we found out how many diapers went into landfills. So, you know, it's 10% of the landfills. It's the worst single-use product on the face of the planet. We said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna work on that. And then we're we're gonna do that by doing good in our community. And we are made local. Um, everything is sourced. Everything that uh, we manufacture are, is sourced within 100 miles of our facility. Well, actually, I'm going to say 150 just to, just to be... Uh, I mean, you guys are pretty lucky that you're on the East Coast within yeah. the Quebec textile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, we're made... Uh, we actually were using... We were using a lot of disabled employees. We had an amazing disabled workforce or, you know, individuals with disabilities working for us. And we started picking up some people who were uh, new to the country. I was very proud to, uh, some of my employees became national citizens. Some of them are still here. We are a highly, highly inclusive company committed to equity for all all of our employees and everybody that's involved. And we had a, a news uh, we had a news station come by here, um, do a little article on uh, one of our employees who's trying to get his his family out of Afghanistan right now, which is both beautiful and heartbreaking. I mean, he he talks to her every day at lunch and you know he's just trying to he's just trying to get his family back together you know yeah so we are we are not just made locally but everybody that does this everybody that's here working with us they know they know that we're here for them Mm -hmm. and we know that and they know that we care about them yeah. And I really feel like I picked that up last time we chatted um, because you've had some hardship as well. And it's just really impacted the whole factory yeah. hey, when that happens. And that's just, yeah. Um, so we're it's okay. more than just a business. It's a village. Yeah. You're supporting and encouraging each other to, to do great things and be great. Right. Yeah. So uh, uh, Jen mentioned is mentioning is we had a very unfortunate series of events we haven't been able to have a stable enough factory to bring our disabled employees back, even though they've been requesting to come back. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's the worst situation. You know, most employers right now, I, the they can't seem to find employees. And right now I'm going, I can't, I can't. 
uh, you know, uh, well, for instance, I just had a sprinkler uh, freeze and break and flood the, the floor two, three, four days ago. It feels like you guys you are know, getting just, uh, this series I, of unfortunate events, eh? <laughs> yeah, so we're we're trying to we're trying to restart everything, get back get back into the swing, and hopefully start bringing um bringing those wonderful people back in. Yeah, one thing I was wondering, like, you when you guys decided, so this has like been a lot. This is a big this is a big project for you and your mom when you started. Hey, like you're like I'm gonna do we're gonna do this kind of maybe we'll do this LCA stuff, and then you discover diapering, and then you end up in research. And then now you're manufacturing locally and you're using your manufacturing to support your local community. But when a lot of cloth diaper people go into this industry and they think, oh, I'm going to manufacture local, they discover there's nobody manufacturing locally or nobody wants to take them on. It sounds like that your business, you opted to just build your own manufacturing oh no not i'm so sorry i gave that impression <laughs> no it's no, okay sorry you're talking you about were. a machine last time we talked and so i was like how did they get into did they just decide to start it all up from the ground going so uh, a lot <laughs> of it was a lot of it was we spent we spent grueling amount of time energy and uh, money getting the the company up and going um we yes we have a lot of adaptive machinery i make some of it we had another guy that was affectionately called the guyer who used to come in and help uh change uh machines and repurpose them for, for adapting to people's disabilities so that they could uh they could perform operations we were we're very blessed that our also our our local government we had a lot of uh, New York State agencies that were able to help us get uh, different equipment. Like uh, we got uh, a Lawrence Award is what it's called. Um, and it it allowed us to get a, uh, a machine that would put the Velcro on the, the, the diapers. So um, automatically so that we could take that and we could give that to somebody who was uh, an individual who was disabled and they could perform that operation on a uh, form that operation instead of having somebody that could really sew. And yeah. Okay. Sewing is an absolute dying art in the United States. So what is? Sewing. Is sewing. sewing. Uh, industrial sewing, ha- finding people that can do industrial sewing is extraordinarily hard, but we just kept on, we just kept on pumping. I mean, we were doing, like I said, you know, we were sewing liners together ourselves, you know, we it's did just kind of like more of a work at home mom evolution into a little bit of a cottage industry. Yeah. We were through our, uh, through our ability to show how different our product was, how how much we could actually, how well it actually worked. We were able to convince a few places early on that they might want to actually manufacture for us. Um, that ran into its own problems. And that's why we started manufacturing them ourselves. Um, but it was definitely wasn't a straight shot. I mean, I didn't like I said, I didn't want to mention how long we were doing this, but uh, <laughs> the original company originally was launched in 2012. Yeah, almost a decade. So now. that's ten. That's ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, we started. Oh, saying, yeah, it's 2022. It's 2022. Yeah. Yep. I saw I saw a video the other day when they were they were cracking on people made in the 1900s, and I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I have been writing 2021 on a lot of things still. So um, mm-hmm. you've been you've been in business 10 years. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Oh, you know. So I did a I did a little thing. Um, probably uh, we talked about this uh, when we last talked, but I was looking through, seeing, you know, how many people uh, we've we've uh, had into our little diapering family, and I kind of crunched some numbers, and I realized that, you know, tidy tots is nothing without uh, our customers and the people that support us. You know, the 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 families that actually use tidy tots diapers and send us little notes when they make orders. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that's that's a really easy way uh, to butter your bread and you know maybe get a little extra thank you in your your package. Uh, I think I've been telling guys. people all the time, guys. It's real people behind these brands. If you're just nice to them, um, you never know what happens. <laughs> uh, through all of us working together, we had we had saved about forty. 48 million disposable diapers going into a landfill. And I've probably spent the past two weeks or so trying to figure out how big that would actually be. Yeah. You know, 48 million, like we talk about, oh, you know, uh, uh, plastic uh, plastic bottles going around the moon and coming back, or how many times it circled Earth. Like, how much volume is 48 million disposable diapers? Uh, I don't know. But to answer your question, in 10 years, I'd like to see that at a billion or two. All right. Well, there you go. That's a great number to have. Right. Um, and if people want to try the Tide Tots diaper, where can we find you? Where can we learn more about you? Shop with you? Absolutely. So tidytotsdiapers.com is our website. If you, we also have, we're on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to start up TikTok a little bit. You've seen my face uh, probably recently. And thank you for all the, the constructive criticism on how great I am at making videos. Uh, <laughs> You'll get a job, Matt. It'll be great. I'm sure I'll okay. get it eventually, right? Or yes. maybe make enough money I can uh, pay somebody else to yeah. do it. I mean, uh, any <laughs> video content, you just, you got to start somewhere and mm-hmm. you keep showing up and you learn and one day you find your growth and your comfortability with it. All right, that wraps up show 99 of the Cloud Diaper Podcast. 99 episodes in almost four years. To learn more about the Tidy Tots diaper system, you can check out my personal blog, simplymombailey.com. That's where the review will be. But you'll also find the video content, if I've made it by now, over on the Cloth Ever Podcast YouTube channel. And if you have any questions or you're itching to know more, definitely email me at bailey at clotheverpodcast.com or reach out on Instagram via DM. Next week will be our 100th show, and then we'll be chatting with Kindercloth, Peanut and Poppet, as well as Jill will be sharing her story of camping with cloth diapers during April's show. Earth Day is coming up around the corner as well as the great cloth diaper change. So if you're looking for some great fun and excitement, April is the month. We'll also have the Real Nappy Week or the Cloth Diaper Week, I think April 25th through May 1st. So be ready to participate and join us in all of that fun. Maybe we'll talk more about that in show 100. So I'll see you next week. Bye.